podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. All right, Jill, first thing that comes to your mind, best team you've ever been on. Go. Gosh, best team I've ever been on. That's a hard question. I know because it could be in your professional life. It could be on a sports team. It could be anything. Okay. There are moments. So I'm going to talk about not just like a, a team, like these are the ideal people that were on the team, but I've had mm-hmm. ideal teaching partner. She mm-hmm. and I could like read each other's thoughts. Our classrooms are next door to each other. I could give her a really stupid idea and she'll say, Jill, I don't think that's going to work. Or you yeah. try that, but how about you tweak it this way? And I really, really trusted her. And so there were other outliers. I mean, there were other people on the staff who would bounce ideas off of and stuff. And we didn't even teach the similar way necessarily. We just respected each other's profession. So she was my person. So I don't know if that suffices in an answer, but I just shout out to Heather. She and I were, um, (laughs) I think she made me a better teacher. I hopefully made her a better teacher. And I think that really kept me going. Yeah, I think so. And that's kind of what I'm getting to is like, what, what are the components that make good team members that make Mm. good teammates? Because when teams are working together, leverages all of the good skills that Mm -hmm. all of the individual members have and and really makes them great. And Mm -hmm. so you can't, you know, you you can't do something individually that you could do better when you're on this team, because there's something magical that happens, right? With absolutely. And I mean, and there's a ton of like, we could really nerd out right here and talk about leadership theory and all that because mm-hmm. you and I have both read all of it for our doctoral work. But I would say in practice, you know, a well humming team because everyone knows their responsibility and they're proud yeah. of that work because they're really bringing their gifts to the table and everyone understands of all those interlocking parts move together for the mission or for, you know, in a school, it's the mission, but on a team, it's like the task at hand, if it's a school improvement team or the whatever it is, right? So whatever you're trying to accomplish, you're getting it done because everyone understands their role and everyone is equally passionate about accomplishing what's in front of you. Yeah. And you're energized by the work because you're, yeah, you love what you're accomplishing together. So yeah, yeah. Love that. So it leads into the idea for today, which was submitted by Elaine Wagner from Immaculate Heart of Mary School in Burlington, Kentucky. And that's the Diocese of Covington. Shout out to the Diocese of Covington. And she's been a teacher for 23 years and has taught grades three, four, five, seven, and is now working as an interventionist. So that's an important piece of the puzzle because the idea that she submitted is about this idea of intervention. And I, Mm. I'm so loving this idea. It's a big idea. So it's called lab time and LAB stands for learning achievement block. She said three times weekly, kindergarten through fifth grade has lab time. And this is protected time. And they do an assessment of a specific skill that determines the student groups. And then an intervention is provided at each level. So Mm -hmm. you've got a strategic group, you've got an on-track group, and you've got an extension group. You getting this? Soaking it up? Okay. Progress. Hold on. They progress monitor. They use data. They let student mastery determine when it's time to move groups or move on to a new skill. Kids like 
being with different groups all the time. So they, from week to week, they could change depending on where they're at with that particular skill. Teachers love being a team, utilizing the interventionists to reinforce the student skills and to provide enrichment. And it really builds true collaboration among this team of teachers. So that's what I loved about it. It really got me thinking about the the power of teams and, and what you can do with a great team. And this just, it's a big idea, but it's really powerful. And I, I'm getting whiffs of co-teaching and collaboration and multi-age instruction. Mm-hmm, and I, what mm-hmm. are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking about, so you're really, okay, you're shuffling everyone up. So I'm thinking about how it shakes up the regular pattern of, mm-hmm. okay, I'm the fourth grade teacher and I have all the fourth graders all the time. So now you're shaking up based on a specific skill. So choose any content area you want, whatever they've been looking at with their data, right? So they're probably, you just tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know how I'm interpreting this, but so they're taking a specific skill, like a subscore of a subject area or something. And they're deciding if students need to be in the strategic or on track or extension grouping. And now it might be the regular fourth grade teacher with them, but it might be the fifth grade teacher. It might be the second grade teacher. It might be, yeah. it's so, so everyone's being reutilized as a teacher. Now That's it's right. funny, this came up today. So today I was working with the diocese of Madison in Wisconsin, and uh-huh. we were working on multi-age instruction, which is one thing I do out there, but the fourth grade, they have a traditional fourth grade and a traditional fifth grade. So just single classes. And they decided that they were going to just sandwich their rooms together for math for a few weeks so that they could reshuffle those kids, all the fourth and fifth graders together. And the two of them could strategically bounce, like they were going to co-teach basically. Awesome. Two adults in the room, more kids in the room than usual, but everyone's going to get regrouped. So that's very, Mm -hmm. that's very much what you're describing here. What you're describing is kind of three tracks or three groupings, whereas this is like a partnership, a pair among these two teachers. But I think what we're doing here is we're honoring the dignity of the learner. You're respecting the fact that the whole room doesn't need the whole, the same thing all the time. Right. Like you're, you're saying like, Thank Hey, God. <laughs> wow, you're individuals. Like you uh-huh. are, you all have gifts and talents and you're not all robots. Like <laughs> you are unrepeatable in God's eyes. You're all different levels. So I think you're looking at your students in a much different way by regrouping them. So I could clearly talk about this all day. I think the idea of restructuring the school day to have these times mm-hmm. built in Um, is awesome and probably a little bit overwhelming. I know Colleen, you do a lot of this work though. So maybe you have insight of how, here's my question. How do you go from being a teacher to an interventionist? Because that's kind of a scary title. Like, are you supposed to feel you have a different skill set to be that one who intervenes? Or are we just talking about a teacher being utilized in a new way, like in this lab time? Well, how does any teacher approach small group instruction, because that's kind of what I'm seeing here is if we have kindergarten through fifth grade students and teachers, and we're going to bring interventionists into the mix. And we're going to like, if we've got, you know, a strategic group that is a different size than the on-track groups, I mean, we've got to split them up, but you might have a couple of teachers in a particular space that are, are splitting kids up and doing specific instruction with smaller groups of kids. Mm -hmm. So am I leaping to an assumption here that all teachers know how to effectively do small group instruction on a specific skill? I mean, I, that's a question. I don't know. I don't know either. And I think some feel much more comfortable in that space, being a spontaneous teacher, making decisions, listening to kids, small group, right? Small group instruction is much different than this is a lesson I planned. 
This is how I'm going to deliver it. This is how the whole week's going to go. Then listening to kids, responding to their needs, jumping in as a conversation with them, like a coach. You're, we're going from the sage on the stage to the, um, to like the coaching model. I'm going to coach kids to be stronger at what they're doing. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a lot of ownership of all of the students. That's the thing. Ah. Oh my That's gosh. not the bell. We're not even, we're not done with this one. Oh, we'll come back to this conversation because I want to talk about ownership of students, but it's time to go back to class. So that is the bell and it's time to go. There are always more ideas than time to celebrate them, but we are Absolutely. certainly going to do our best to try. <laughs> we drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So send us your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. Go to catholicteacherslounge.com to share. The Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We will see you next time.